Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Got to tell you about Dr. Busby and ToeGrips.com. That is ToeGrips.com with our friend Dr. Busby. She is wonderful. And I'll tell you this about Dr. Busby and what makes her so spectacular is her awesome website. That website is ToeGrips.com. That is ToeGrips.com. Of course, uh, Luther takes the Encore Mobility Supplement from ToeGrips.com and loves it because it makes him feel real good. Things feel real nice, I say, uh, during the uh, day. It takes one in the morning. Of course, that'll help your older dogs if they struggle to get around or maybe have arthritis or something, you know, like Luther deals with. He is 10 and a half, after all. Uh, but if I were you, I would reach out to Dr. Busby, toegrips.com. Also, while you're on the website, if we're just, you know, throwing that out there, if you're going to go to the website, uh, I would also check out Dr. Busby's blog, which is loaded with great information for you. Uh, you know, anything you might have a question about, Dr. Busby probably has it on the website that is toegrips.com and if you do make a purchase there use the promo code luther it'll save you 10 percent. and while you're just hanging out there uh the good thing is you're not gonna have to deal with a bunch of lousy ads that keep running or popping up that is the worst when you think you're checking something out and then you're just inundated with with the ads that like are like in the middle of sentences damn near it's stupid we don't like that here we're not here for that so uh, check it out, toegrips.com. The promo code is Luther, and that will save you 10%. Toegrips.com, toegrips.com. Dr. Busby, you're great. We love you. Thank you very much. This is the Josh Ennis Show. Howdy, everybody, and welcome in to the Josh Ennis Show. It's Josh and Jilly today. Jilly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm super I am super Your today. Last few days of being thirty-five. Yeah, we got the uh, the big uh, party coming up on Friday night on Twitch. So you and guys should I join us. I have ideas. Oh, you have ideas. I do. Look at you coming to the table with some ideas. May have some some plans in motion. Oh no, I don't like the sounds of that. Actually, you should. It'll be fun. All right, so that's coming up on Friday, of course. Um, so that should be uh, quite the time. Luther is here as well. He's just hanging out. Boy, we got a lot to get in. It's a busy day. It's weird because Mondays should be the worst day to wake up. For, but for me, they're the best, and well, I especially don't. Especially because we Sunday fun day, and we drink probably more than any other day on Sundays. It's fascinating because, like, I drink a lot. I go to sleep later usually on Sundays. I get up, and I'm just raring to go. Whenever Vince Neil starts singing... <laughs> I'm just ready to go. But it's also weird because, like, the whole point of day drinking and Sunday fun is it's supposed to help you fall asleep earlier. Like but maybe, it doesn't. Well, maybe we have to start earlier. Maybe starting at 4 is too late for a Sunday fun day. 
Maybe. But, but but my point in all of this is it doesn't matter. I still get up at 4.05 and I'm in better shape on Mondays than I am any other day of the week. Yeah, That's, that's what I don't get. I don't understand how I can just roll out of bed at 4.05 on a Monday and be like, let's rock. Maybe I'm still drunk. I don't know. But I'm able to get out of bed and go rock and roll, baby. Let's go. Uh, by Tuesday, it's like uh, Wednesday. By Thursday and Friday, I'm a zombie when I try to but get you're up. you're not still drunk because then you eventually would be hung over. Like by like 8 o'clock you'd really be dragging so you're not still drunk when you wake up guess not i don't get it i don't either i just get worse off as the week goes on but well i mean you do i mean you are stocked up on sleep from you know friday night and saturday that's night, true maybe, but that's true by by friday i have had very little sleep like five hours a night friday night into saturday i'll usually get like eight nine hours saturday into sunday eight nine hours so you're right that's probably it probably it uh, but we welcome you guys into the pod today again. Birthday bash coming up on Friday. Make sure you're there. We'll get some guests on for that uh, to celebrate my turning 36. What are we thinking? Seven-ish? Uh, probably something like that. Try to get my mom on. See if Tank will come on. Dad, come on. I know you're saying, oh, those are the usual suspects. Some, but um, you know, we'll see who else we can get to call up. Just you know, talk to for a few minutes. I'd be interested in hearing mom's birthing stories. See what it was like when I was birthing born. Stories. Her birthing stories. Did she tell us that last year? Did she? I don't think we. I don't think she told us what it was like. The, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but if I, if I don't remember it, then it didn't well, happen. Because she did tell us the, the completely different story about how she told your dad she was pregnant with you. Correct. So I thought we'd already discussed this, but maybe not. I don't know that we did, honestly. But anyway, how much detail are you going to get into these birthing stories? Like, I don't know. I, I understand boy. now that after I said it, it sounds very strange yes. and I'm sorry. Like, what, are, what are we trying to explain here exactly? Like, how did it happen, mom? Let's start from the beginning. How many where, hours was I, of labor? where was I? Where uh, was I? Where was I conceived? Uh, let's get down to brass tacks here. I don't know. It depends on how much I've been drinking. and I don't know what wacky plans you have. So. Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, but uh, all right, so where to start? Uh, for, here's one for you, kiddos. I think that uh, our Go Hogs takes on special meaning now. Go Hogs. Because we're going to Fayetteville, Arkansas, baby. Uh, yesterday in our drunken times watching baseball. Yesterday was a great day of baseball watching, by the way. Other than the fact that the Astros sucked and didn't score a damn run. Their offense concerns me sometimes. If we're being just yeah. honest. Like, they're often, some of these guys are just slap dick losers on that offense. You know, like, I obviously got to get Brantley back. But the offense is inconsistent. Even the good players are really inconsistent, right? Like, even your your... Uh, your Dons are inconsistent and Bregman's are inconsistent. And like, it's weird. Like playing in this division obviously helps them. I think they're a good team. Obviously the pitching's very good. I think they're legitimately a good team, but I wonder what they'd be if they played in a, a division where there were a handful of good teams and not just them, you know, like I wonder what they would be because this doesn't feel like as good of an Astros team as it has been in previous years. It doesn't feel as electric of a team as it's been the last couple of years, but it feels like they're going to end up with one of the best records the franchise has ever had, the way things are going, and I think the schedule does play into that. Well, but, yeah, when you play Seattle and the Angels and the A's a hundred times, like, of course you're going to have a pretty good record. Yeah, well, no, I get that, but, like... But that's always been the case that like that since they've moved to the West, for the most part, the other teams have stunk, at least since they've been good. 
no other teams really keep up with them. They're just bad, you know? Yeah. It's just weird because I watched this lineup, and I think Mancini so needs to be. basically you're wondering if, if the Astros played in the Yankees division. Yeah, if they played in the AL East. What would their record be? What would be? their record be? Now, obviously, they do well against the Yankees, so I, I don't think they'd be that much different. You know, would they have 70 wins? I don't know. But would they have 65 wins? Maybe. Would they have 63 wins? I mean, the East is a far more competitive division than the, the West. The West stinks. So, I mean... You wonder. Now, again, they do fairly well against Boston. Um, I don't know what the hell they've done against Baltimore. I can't remember even if they played Baltimore this year. But the point being in all of this is I do wonder. And my concern for the Astros is the kind of stuff that we saw against uh, Cleveland this weekend, like where McKenzie shuts them up. They should have been shut out two days in a row. Yeah. And they need to get the bats going again because the pitching seems like it's always going to be there consistently. You're going to get good starting pitching. Bullpen is strong uh, for the most part. The concern is whether or not you get consistency from the offensive side. I don't know that they will. Um, I don't know that it'll stop them either. I don't know. But uh, that was a rough two games to watch. Well, the, the those back to back games. Play, they play the Rangers next. So, well, I mean, again, the Rangers aren't dreadful. Um, but and then the A's. They are dreadful. And then the White Sox. And they're the, at some point you would think the White Sox are going to figure <laughs> we something keep out. Saying that it doesn't happen. There's a month and a half left in the year, and it's like, hey, the White Sox are going to figure this shit out. No, guys. they're not. No, nah, probably not. They're just going to see if they survive and get into the postseason. But see, but. then you've got August 19th through 21st. Like this will be a good one at Atlanta. So see, let's see, can they score? Here's against the thing, these though. Guys? Atlanta's let's... gotten their asses kicked lately too, though. But yes, that's a better test than Oakland yes. or Texas or Seattle or you know any other team or or, or the Angels. But I, I am curious because, um, like, they did not play good baseball over the weekend. They got just embarrassed by this McKenzie dude yesterday. So uh, offensively, they're a concern. But I brought up watching baseball. Great day of watching baseball yesterday. The Astros game stunk, but the Cardinals game, which took seven hours, was very good. Uh, the White Sox we watched yesterday, and they dominated. So, I mean, things were fine. But we got uh, we start talking about trips that we could make, right? Yeah, and this was before we were in, like really drunk. Like we were only I was on my second beer. So we were sitting there, and it's <laughs> like, all right, what should we do for a trip, right? Because we we first it started with, man, I'd love to go to St. Louis to see a baseball game. We haven't been in a couple years. I want to go. Well, hotels are expensive, flights are expensive. There's just it's no way to pull it off because I'm not going to spend you know for 250 bucks a night to get a hotel and all that. It's just a dumb decision to 250 make. 250 bucks on the cheap end. Like, Correct. hotels are nuts now. No, oh, it's stupid. So that seemed like a dumb idea. So obviously we didn't do that. So uh, we start thinking. We looked at LSU's schedule, and the easiest drive for us to make would be Auburn. The problem is it's impossible to find anywhere to stay in Auburn. That's kind of a pain in the ass, right? Especially when you're two degenerates who are going to go to a football game and get really intoxicated to the point that we won't drive home. Correct. So we can't exactly stay 30 minutes out of town and then, you know, next thing you know, your Uber's 200 bucks. And it's another, Correct. another expense. So we start looking at the LSU schedule again. And we go, well, they play at Texas A&M. Maybe we could fly into uh, to Houston, drive to A&M. Well, the flights again are like 600 bucks a piece and it's just stupid. It's around Thanksgiving. It's dumb. So then we see Arkansas. So LSU plays at Arkansas on uh, the 12th of November, right? So I go... Okay, let's look to see the distance. Let's check out the distance to drive to Fayetteville, Arkansas. And it's about seven hours, seven and a half hours. So I say, all right, well, that's drivable at least. It's you know, Let's give it a shot. Let's it's see what the It's easier than Baton Rouge, which is closer to what, 10? Yeah. So then we say, all right, that's, that's doable there. What's the next move we should make here? What's our next uh, play? Well, then the next thought was, okay, 
let's look at hotels. First thing I do is I look at Bentonville, Arkansas, the home of Walmart. Bentonville, Arkansas uh, had cheaper hotels, but it's about 25 minutes away from downtown Fayetteville and all that where the stadium is, which isn't all that feasible. I mean, you could, but it's not all that feasible. Well, after a game, you know those Uber surges are going to be ridiculous. So, you know, you hate Correct. to get stuck down there. And then the next thing you know, again, you're paying a hundred and something bucks for an Uber. Correct. So then we, you go to the like the Airbnb and you start looking around on Airbnb and you see if there's any in Fayetteville that makes some yep. sense. And usually for college games, like all the Airbnbs remotely close to the campus are like 800, 900, 1500, like really expensive to be remotely close to any campus, any football game day. Um, all that said, one pops up and it's like $115. $115 on an Airbnb, right? And we go, well, what is this? So Jilly clicks it, and it's a bed and breakfast. A legit, like, old school bed and breakfast. And this bed and breakfast is in downtown Fayetteville, Arkansas. 1.5 miles from the stadium. And it's right around this downtown area, which is apparently a hopping thing, like a cool downtown with lots of bars and stuff. Yep. So we start looking at pictures of it. This place looks like some Annabelle shit. Like it looks like like the type of thing like that that like the, the couple shows up here and everything seems normal. Then like in the middle of the night the walls start bleeding oh, it's, and shit. It's haunted for sure. The carpet is like green. Like there's six different rooms and they all have a different quote unquote theme, but all of the rooms, I mean, to me look the same as in there's just a lot of stuff. And it looks haunted as shit. So I did find out more information. The lady and the man who run this are actually also the owners of an antique store in town. Well, that makes sense because this so, fucking thing looks like yes, an antique store. Exactly. It's got like the shitty flower wallpaper and like pictures of old family members and cats on the wall. Yeah, like and like porcelain old, dolls and oh plates. God, like cluttered, like a really cluttered room. The TVs are like old tube TVs. Yes, yes. Like it is. I mean, so we said, do you really want to do this? And I said, well, fuck it. Why not? We're not going to find a cheaper hotel. It's an adventure, damn it. And well, we want to go see Sam Pittman. There's free parking also, which is another thing that you always forget about with hotels. It's like, okay, we got our hotel. Oh, parking $60 a night. Great. Yeah. You know, you forget about that. So the other thing with the Airbnbs is sometimes you'll see a really good rate, but then you click on it and it's like, okay, between the cleaning fees and the Airbnb fee, like somehow your $115 a night turns into like $600. Correct. But this one was not the case. We got it for, I think with the tax and fees, it was like $270. Yep. For both, like combined both nights. And then we went to the website. We went to StubHub to see what the ticket sitch is. You can get seats in the upper deck at this game for like 20 bucks. So? So we said, fuck it. So should we do it? Then there was a little fine print that said you must be vaccinated. Yes. We're like, well, shit, we got two vaccines I in know, us. I was nervous because they're like, well, if, you know, you don't show up or there's something wrong, you know, due to COVID, like you don't get a refund. I'm like, well, shit, what if they want us to be boosted? But, but um, they didn't. No, because and I mess. Yeah, when I made the booking, you have to wait for them to approve it. And she messaged me and said, "Yeah, as long as you can uh, tell me that you're vaxxed, I can approve you." I'm like, "Yeah, we've had both Pfizer shots, and that's not a lie." Nope. So she that said, "Okay, great." So we're in. So you still think there's a possibility that this is a scam or no? Because you were skeptical, which I don't blame you because we're skeptical of everything as I'm you should be with the world. Skeptical of everything. So, uh, and you were like, "What if this is some sort of elaborate scam?" But I don't think it is because it's got a bunch of legit reviews. No, my my whole thing was like, 
well, why do they need our COVID cards? Like, are they going to steal our identity? But they didn't end up need. Did they actually still need the COVID card? I think we could just bring them. Okay. So either way, um, so we're going to Fayetteville, Arkansas, baby. Go home. And yes, it's ridiculous that you have to show proof of vaccination to stay at an Airbnb. But also, I get it because it's close quarters. You're going to have breakfast with six other guests yep. from the other rooms. Yep. So, I mean, I get it. They don't want to be responsible for that. These seem like nice older people. Like, sure. Why not? So, basically, we're staying in a haunted house. Well, at least it looks haunted and it looks creepy. And it's very, like, Victorian looking, like the inside of it. It's an antique shop, basically. It, it really is. is. So that's what we've got going for us. But I'm excited about it. It's something different. I've been to Fayetteville. Actually, one, I think the only time I've been to Fayetteville was with Dad when he was doing these Scooby signings and I had to dress as Scooby. I think that's the only time I've ever been to Fayetteville. I think we went to Fayetteville. That sounds right. But anyway, so that's where we're uh, going to be on November 11th and 12th. Fayetteville, Arkansas, baby, to watch the Hogs and the Tigers. Both teams are going to suck probably, but I don't give a damn. Hell, the world thinks LSU's going to suck. LSU's not in the top 25 preseason. And not only that, they're like barely in the top 30 preseason. But um, Well, hopefully the game's not at 11 a.m. That, Wouldn't that just be the... That would be the pits. <laughs> if the game happened at 11 a.m., that would be the biggest disappointment ever. That's I doubt the, it will be. That's the worst. But that would be the ultimate in disappointment if we go all the way over there. We want to have a good day, a party, and outside. Like, because the last time we went to a road LSU game, was it at Syracuse? No, we went to Texas. Texas. Okay. That was a night game, and we spent all day with Sean Salisbury at the bars and stuff, and it was yep. fun. Um, before that, I guess it would have had to have been Syracuse or, you know, like a Dallas type of game, but which doesn't really count. But like uh, just a true road game, we went to Syracuse and that game kicked off at 11 in the morning central. So I guess yeah. it was noon east and uh, and it was a dead campus. It was lame as shit. So it was literally you, me and Tank and Tank had a cooler of Miller lights in the back of his trunk. Yeah, we just sat there in the parking garage and like, ate, hot, ate like white hot dogs, <laughs> those whatever were, those are. They those were delicious. Were so good. But that's all I remember about that. And I remember Tank sitting in the stands with a Miller Lite and a cotton candy. Like we we went down to talk to my buddy on the field, and I look up at Tank, and he's basically by himself in these bleachers. One hand there's a pink cotton candy, the other there's a Miller Lite, oh. and he like waves with the hand that was holding the cotton candy. That's the question. What do they serve alcohol? In Arkansas. I think so. Well, because remember, last year we had planned to go to Kentucky. Oh, that was a big, yeah. And we we canceled because, well, A, the team wasn't very good, and B, they didn't serve alcohol in their stadium. Oh, no. I got to see. Oh, what if, what if? But we're stuck, right? Well, we can cancel within 48 hours. So, okay, Razorback Athletics to expand alcohol sales at D. Okay, okay. That Donald sounds, W. Reynolds Razorback State, and this is in 2019. Beginning with the 2019 season, fans attending football games will be able to purchase beer and wine in public areas of the stadium. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Alcoholic beverages at Razorback football games have been available since 2014. That's been that long? Wow, they've been really ahead. Really? Well, maybe oh. only in the clubs. Oh, uh, no, but that's what it says, but I guess I should have continued. But previously, have only been available in suites and private club areas, so apparently you can do it all the way around. Okay, that's good. That's so we're good. going to Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, and we're going to get sloshed. They should be done with all their uh, renovations, I would think. If I recall last year, felt like they were building up the end zone. So anyway, either way, we're going to Fayetteville. I asked Matt, I was like, dude, have you been to Fayetteville? I assume you have. Matt's never been to Fayetteville either. 
He went to Little Rock. Well, he should come. So, Matt, come on down, buddy. Take one of the private planes I'm sure your buddies have and swoop in and pick us up if you guys want. And then we'll wing on over to Fayetteville. You can uh, crash in the the giant hot tub in our uh, room. Well, there is still one more room available at this Airbnb. So, So, Matt, you might want to get on that if you're you're interested. Uh, But so that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas, ready to go. All right, other stuff. You know... Um, old white men, they really love Pete Rose. Like, Pete Rose is without question one of the scummiest humans on the planet. He's a lying weasel. He spent 15 years lying about betting on baseball. Then to make money, he admitted that he bet on baseball. We find out that he fucked a 14-year-old. Like, this dude is just a fucking creep, yet old white men get a hard-on for him because, basically because he's not black. Like, if Pete Rose were black, they would think this guy should be in jail for 100 years, but because Pete Rose ran real hard and he ran over Ray Fossey and he slid head first into a 14 year old like oh my god he's the man we love Pete Rose he's a fucking creep and like there are some athletes like there are athletes that are beloved by people that I don't get but I don't hate them I hate Pete Rose. I despise Pete Rose. And my the thing is, my my trajectory or my arc on Pete Rose wasn't, like, it's been up and down. Before his book came out, when I was, you know, in my teen years, I said, boy, this poor Pete Rose, he got fucked over by these people. But then the more you, you read about him and read books about him and hear stories about him and hear that he's fucking 14-year-olds when he's in his 30s and that he's just a creep, I don't like Pete Rose. I despise Pete Rose. And the fact that so many people idolize this guy still kind of can confirms a lot of beliefs people have that black dudes kind of get shit on by people you know what i'm saying like if you're a black dude and you do something like pete rose does no one feels sorry for you but pete rose gets all this pity from these old white bastards that are so obsessed with the fact that he used to run real hard but anyway (laughs) over the week i just fucking hate him i fucking hate pete rose you should go get hit by a bus he's gross and terrible and trashy and now he's missing a tooth so he looks all methed out he sucks and why the fuck does this dude wear a giant flat build hat everywhere he looks like a fucking pedophile bobblehead he really does you look like a fucking dope dude like you just look stupid you look like rob van winkle that's who you look like you look like old methed out vanilla ice with your giant bobblehead sized hat on you fucking pedo but in his defense she she looks 16 according to him so what are you gonna do but i just find him to be loathsome anyway he was being interviewed today uh because a couple days ago uh, in philadelphia yesterday yesterday i forgot what day it is sunday to be exact when they had there was it the 1980s uh, i'm guessing they honored that 1980 team because they couldn't do it two years ago that would make sense like at first i was like this is a weird year to honor a team but it makes sense because back two years ago they didn't have people in the stands so it makes sense but uh, pete rose is a creep and I hate him, and I hate people that root for him. I think there's no doubt that this son of a bitch bet against his own team. I have no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind that this guy bet against his own team. Oh, but Josh, he's Charlie Hustle. All he cares about is winning. He'd never bet against his own team. Motherfucker, you want to bet? I'll bet you that he bet against his own team. So there. You know what? I'll tell you this. It's a lot easier to build a lineup that sucks than to build a lineup that's going to win. So if, let's say you owe money to a bookie, right? You have to get a win to make all this money back. So what's easier to do? Go out and guarantee a win or guarantee a loss if you're the manager. If you're the manager, you put together a shit lineup out there and go out there and take the L. You make bad pitching changes, all that, and you lose. 
Like you never hear stories of guys, like when you hear about guys uh, shaving points, right? It's never a reverse in basketball. It's never, hey, we're going to win by more than seven. Right. It's, oh, you're a seven point favorite. You're going to win by less than seven. That's how it works because it's easier to control it that way. It's hard to go because there's variables out of your control, like how hard the other team is going to try, whether or not they get hot. So you're never, if you're going to shave points, go out and say, or I know by definition, shaving points means you know, giving up or like, you know, not winning by a certain number. But point being is you're not going to go out there and tell some bookmaker that you're involved in a scam with, hey, we're going to go out there and cover the five and a half point spread because I know we're going to. You don't know what everybody else on your team is going to do that day. Point being that Pete Rose, no doubt in my mind, fucks some games up on purpose so he could win uh, with gamblers and get the money back. Anyway, so Pete Rose said a couple of dumb things this weekend in uh, uh, Philadelphia. First of all, the great one where some gal asked him about the um, about these, this allegation of, of him banging the 14-year-old. Yeah. He basically goes like, listen, I'm, well, nobody wants to talk about shit that happened 50 years ago, babe. That happened 50 years ago, babe. Like, all of a sudden, he's turned to one of the Rat Pack. He's Sammy Davis Jr. Let me tell you something, babe. Uh, nothing. It's not a big deal, babe. I'm I mean, come on. Use hun. Oh, sugar tits. Yeah. Like, hello, sugar tits. Hey, listen here, you gash. Listen here, you winch. Why don't you shut the fuck up? There are men talking, you whore. You dirty, filthy whore. Who invited the broad to hey, this media who session? who invited this this whore? Somebody get the broad. Why don't you stick to shit you know how to do like- This is baseball. Hey, ma'am, I, why don't you go talk to some lesbian about softball and leave the baseball conversation to us men like me and Howard Eskin, people that understand baseball, yes. hun. Hey, sugar tits, why don't you get back in the kitchen? Go barefoot and pregnant into the kitchen. Make me a sandwich, babe. I'm hey, babe. shocked make me a sandwich wasn't uttered. It's like, so why don't you say, hey, you know what? I would you know what? I wouldn't fuck you even if you were 14. How about that, you whore? That's how little I think of you. <laughs> you wanna be smart, broad? I don't know why we started letting you bitches vote. Thank you. So that was the one, babe, I love that. Hey, babe. Hey, like they're talking like he's, you know, a member of the Buena Vista Social Club. Hey, babe. Uh, or like he's, uh, or he's yes. uh, Dennis Miller. Hey, babe, that's the news and I am out of here. Well, now that the Phillies have invited, you know, Pete Rose back, I don't know what's stopping them from inviting Lenny back. <sighs> that's a good point. I mean, Lenny would have a legit argument if he chose to make that argument, like, has Lenny done some dumb shit? Sure. Has he gone to jail? Not recently. Um, but he's got his faults. You know, did he lose his teeth at the New Jersey Mikes in the garbage? Yeah, that happened. Did you know maybe he defraud a bunch of people out of money? Maybe. But you know what? Didn't fuck a 14-year-old as far as we know. As far as we know. Does he have beef with Richard Marks? Yes. But you know what? Richard Marks has beef with a lot of people on the internet. But um, Remember when Lenny was selling COVID tests? Did he sell bullshit COVID tests and claim to be friends with Warren Buffett? Yes. <laughs> yes. But he didn't fuck a 14-year-old and he didn't bet on baseball while playing it. So, like, I think that you're being kind of hypocritical if you don't pick up the phone when you honor the 1993 Phillies, which, by the way, would happen next year. So if That Lenny... would be a 30th anniversary of that. So I think you owe it to Lenny to pick up the phone and say, hey, let's let bygones be bygones, bro. You can bring your Asian women. Like, he could bring his Asian ladies on the field with him. I think it's only fair. 
I mean, if you're going to honor a fucking creep who fucked a 14-year-old and sugar tits a woman during a, a press conference yesterday, <laughs> I feel as though it's like, hey, you owe Lenny. This is Lenny's moment, and man. And they let Pete Rose on the broadcast, right? Like, and, he said, and he just kept cursing. All the McDougals were all into it. They're like, oh, my God. He said cock high and all that. Like, cool. Put Lenny Dykstra on the broadcast. Nazi, that, then you'd have a calamity. Yeah, cowards. That, you are gutless. You are gutless weasels, Phillies. But I, like, I am curious will they invite lenny back because next year will be that celebration i can't wait to find out so will lenny be oh God, we got to get him on the phone at some point and ask I him know. i need to know if lenny is going to be invited to the 1993 phillies reunion about, uh, he was just tweeting about this pete rose stuff a few hours ago he should jump well in that should that. open up his that should open up the door for him like that should like that should make him happy because again of all the bad shit lenny's done and he's gotten duis and he's done some real fucked up shit and there are claims that he has been kind of touchy-feely with like maids and shit as far as we know when Lenny fucks chicks well we know they're of age because they all look really haggard the ones that I think he's fucking lately so we know that we don't have to worry about those chicks being 14 I feel pretty confident in saying the chicks that he's uh, knocking it back with are not teenagers they are although they're from philly so they might look 60 but by me they might be you know 19 possible it's very possible but uh yeah i'm gonna have to get in on some of that chat with him i'm gonna hop in on some of his tweets and say hey do you think the phils are going to invite you back bro and are they gonna put you in the booth they They should they should they should but um yeah so pete rose a creep another thing pete rose said over the weekend Pete Rose has great logic about stuff. He's, a, I mean, he's nothing if not logical. Uh, Pete Rose, here's a, a, a back and forth with he and a reporter about, you know, banging a 14-year-old. Pete, you are here, but you were asked before the game about how you thought some of the sexual allegations against you in 2017 might affect the way fans or women view. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you one more time. I'm here for the Philly fans. I'm here for my teammates. Okay, I'm here for the Philly organization, and who cares what happened 50 years ago? You weren't even born, so you you shouldn't be talking about it because you weren't born. And if you don't know a damn thing about it, don't talk about it. I mean, look, your boy Pete's got sound logic. Now, granted, you're basically saying that if you weren't alive for something, that you shouldn't talk about it. Therefore, three-fourths of the stadium that was there, uh, the people in the stadium, probably weren't alive in 1980. So should they not talk about your shitty 1980 team or no? What should they do? And if what does it matter 50 years ago, then why does this team matter now? Yeah, why are you even honoring some baseball team from 40 years ago if... Things that happened uh, that many years ago don't matter. That was his whole point. That other thing with the chick was, hey, it was four, it was 50 years ago. Who cares what happened 50 years yep. ago? What's sound logic from baseball's hit king? And who cares what happened 50 years ago? You weren't even born. Nope. So you, you shouldn't be talking about it because you weren't born. <laughs> and if you don't know a damn thing about it, don't talk about it. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate you, buddy. All of you under 40 in the stands. Uh, hey. Why are you here? Why are you here? He grabs the mic. Like, I got a few things to say to you fuckers. Any of you who are under 40 didn't watch this shit. Get Therefore, right you get, get the fuck out. <laughs> there are a bunch of 14-year-old girls who would love to come in here right now and let them in. Let them all in, please. 
you know, white people are strange in that way. It's kind of like how black folks are like very defensive of Deshaun Watson, even though it's obvious that the dude's a fucking predator, but they're very defensive because it's like a race thing. Like, oh, the white people are going after Deshaun. Well, fuck them. I'm going to defend him anyway. Or like Cosby. It's obvious that Cosby's a piece of shit, but there's a lot of black folks that will just defend Cosby because he's black and they're black and they don't want the white guy to win. I think it's the same way with white people when it comes to Pete Rose. I think deep down these people know Pete Rose is a piece of shit. How do you not when you read all the shit about him? He's clearly a piece of shit. But like he takes a lot of these old white dudes back to their to their childhoods of watching, you know, back before all the Hispanics took over baseball and started flipping their bats and shit and being cocky. This is back when just good old fashioned white men went out there and ran real hard and ran over catchers before they pussified the game. I think that's how they view it. That's a man playing baseball. And so what? He fucked a couple of 14-year-olds in the process. But did you see him run over Ray Fossey? Did you see it? He cares about the game. And I'll let a few of those things slide. You know what? He banged a 14-year-old. He, he bet on the game. Does not matter. It was 50 years ago, babe. It was, hey, babe, li- hey, babe listen here, sugar tits. It was 50 years ago. And who cares what happened 50 years ago? 50 years you ago. You born. You weren't even born yet, Chief. The world so was a different place. So if you weren't born yet, shut your fucking pie hole. How about that? Pete Rose is speaking. And boy, he looks rough. He's like missing one of his teeth in the front. He and Lenny have a lot more in common other than fucking 14-year-olds. They seem to have a lot in common like missing teeth. But his looks even worse than Lenny because Lenny has no teeth. Lenny's just accepted, hey, I have no teeth. I have dentures. Like Pete Rose has like the missing, he's got a meth tooth. Like he's over here on the right and you're like that one random tooth on the right side's no longer there. And you're like, that looks like the tooth of someone or the absent space where a tooth should go from someone who huffs paint behind the Walmart. That's accurate. That's the quality that he has. And that hat is absurd. You just look like a dipshit. But man, you get these white people going on Pete Rose and they wax poetic. I asked the question on Twitter earlier. Is there anyone that old white men love more than Pete Rose and Trump? And there were some good suggestions. There was um, Clint Eastwood. Oh, that was yeah. a suggestion. They yeah, do love they love old Clint Eastwood. That they was do. that was one of the main suggestions we saw from people on there. Um, and uh, oh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Old white dudes do love Stevie <laughs> Ray Vaughan. There's that. I mean, they love them all, man. But shit. Um, you brought up Deshaun. Did yep. you see the uh, massage therapist convention is actually in Cleveland this year? He's got to be sweating. That, he's got to be sweating that shit out, right? What are the like? Odds? Do you think he's sweating that shit out, or is he like gonna put on like a a wig and a fake mustache and show up anyway? Oh, I don't think he's even gonna like put on a wig or a fake mustache. Remember, he thinks he did nothing wrong. He's just gonna. But remember, he by his current suspension, he's not allowed to seek out massages from anyone outside of the Cleveland Browns. It's true. So I don't know what his plan is, but like he'll go in and he'll put on a fake mustache and like a blonde wig and just kind of meander into the uh, to the massage therapist convention. It like he'll have a little badge on and it'll say like Is Miguel like, helping him? Like it'll say LaShawn Batson or something on there like, "Hey man, I'm LaShawn Batson and I'd really like a massage, please." <laughs> Yes, Miguel will sneak him in in a, in a food cart. Obviously. In the, in the, in the uh, laundry cart from the hotel. Ha ha! Fooled again! Ha ha! He brought him with, you know, from the Texans, obviously. Yeah, yes, Cleveland. I mean, they ride together. Yes, that is confirmed. They ride together, they die together. There's, You know what is funny, though? Like, I bet you someone somewhere yep. thinks, like, 
this whole massage conference is being done there just to set him up. The, the, no, there are people out there who think the Texans had that put there because yes. it's still one grand setup to frame Deshaun Watson because people are fucking morons. Cal McNair actually organized the entire massage therapist Mr. Convention. Cal McNair, he set up the uh, massage therapist for you, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, because people are that fucking morons. That would be morons. a great thing to... That would be funny. What's that? Like, you know how, like, wackos will find out where the team is staying and they'll, like, you know, set off the fire alarm or something right before a game? Yep. What if, like, they found out where the Browns were staying and they just start sending massage therapists to Deshaun's hotel room? Just knocking just on the door. Just to get busted. But, like, the whole time, like, <laughs> they all think they're going to someone else's room. So, like, they knock on the door. He answers, hello? Like, yeah, I'm looking for Kareem Hunt. Oh, you're not Kareem. I'm so sorry. Okay. And then the next person knocks on the door. Ding, ding, ding. Hello, dude that plays for the Browns also. Oh, you're not him? Oh, oh, you're Deshaun. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wrong room. <laughs> and just see like 50 women keep knocking on the door and they're all looking for a different member of the Browns. Yes. Uh, and, then, and then Deshaun's like, he's like, all oh, the temptations there. There's a movie called Bowfinger with... Um, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. Yep. And part of Eddie Murphy's issue is that he's addicted to like flashing the Laker girls. So like there's a video at the end of it, like a security footage of him and he's wearing a trench coat. He goes, Hey, Laker girls. And then he just opens up his jacket and they all run away. Like that would be Deshaun, but at the massage therapy convention. So Deshaun would go in there and like these, you know, he looks all normal, but then he like whipped, like he has like wind pants on like the bulls in 1995 and like unsnaps them and shit. And all that's, there's his cock hanging out with a nat like a like a towel on it like a little hand towel just dangling from it. he's like hey massage therapist come get you some of this because again he thinks there's nothing wrong yeah so uh but that is, I, it's fun that that worked out that way I mean, what are the odds what are the odds another story today is uh that this guy uh this uh what's his name from ohio kale gundy who by the way brother of mike gundy the ohio uh, the oklahoma state coach oh. but which makes sense now they probably all get together and watch oan so this is all coming together now he had no choice uh, but also kale gundy was i think a big he was a quarterback in the early 90s but um he is um he has resigned his post as like the assistant head coach because At he oklahoma, said yes yeah. because he said a word that is not a good word all right so um He's in a team meeting. One of the players wasn't paying attention, apparently. So he picked up that player's iPad and started reading aloud the words that were on the actual iPad. Kind of like had, when you're caught passing a note and the teacher reads yep. it in front of the class. Well, let's read this. And yeah. it says, yes, it says, hey, would you fuck the teacher? Like that type of yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Well, sure. So, uh, and it had nothing to do with football. He said, one particular word I should never, under any circumstance, have uttered. Uh, uh, was displayed on that screen. In the moment, I did not even realize I was reading, and, and as soon as I did, I was horrified. I want to be very clear. The words I read aloud from that screen were not my words. What I said was not malicious. It wasn't even intentional. Still, I am mature enough to know that the word I said was shameful and hurtful, no matter my intentions. The unfortunate reality is that someone in my position can cause harm without ever meaning to do so. In the circumstance, a man of character accepts accountability. I take responsibility for my mistake. I apologize. This is pathetic. And is he actually resigned. what this is. Yeah. This is pathetic. Um, 
I'm guessing it was the N-word, I right? I assume so. So you mean to tell me you picked up something and you can't read somebody else's words, not directed at anybody, you can't just read that? Like, if this word is so bad that it should never be uttered by anybody, and fine, it is, then it should never be uttered in anything. If you don't think it's, it's, it's okay for other people to say it, whether it's in comments or art or whatever, like, you know, a rap song or in a movie or whatever, if you're just quoting a song or something and you use that word, that should not be an issue. That is bullshit. And a guy loses his job because in 2022, he's scared shitless because he said a word that he read on someone's fucking iPad that somebody else was typing. Yeah, he just seems, read the fucking word. This seems like something he easily could have had a conversation with his players about. Like, hey, you guys know I wasn't saying that. Like, it's literally on the iPad. Like, why even make this a public story? Because he's scared to death that someone's got it on video, probably. And then, of course, I can take it out of context. It's fucked up, though. It's fucked up because you've got people. And I'm not at, by the way, this is not white guy asking for permission to say the n-word but what this is is you're so appalled by this fucking word that it's in every other fucking song it's in movies it's in casual conversation i was just watching a, a clip of the breakfast club radio show you had charlemagne the god saying the damn word on the fucking air and i'm like so you mean to tell me this word is so horrible that a guy reads somebody else's words because if that's the case and it's that big of a deal, there's video from the 1980s of of, uh, of Biden reading some quotes that have the N-word in it. Yeah. So because he said the word in context, you mean to tell me he shouldn't be out too? Like, it's fucked up, man. And the fact that you're so scared that you said this. But then again, you look at some of the shit that happens in the state of Oklahoma, that basketball announcer that said cotton picking and got fired. Yeah. I mean, this is fucked up, man. I mean, we don't even it's know. Not even, it's, people aren't even offended anymore. They're not offended. There's... You know what they're doing, Jilly? They're, they're, they're doing this because it's power. Like, they know that they have a power, and this is one of the powers they have, which is they can get people fired. And by they, I mean anybody who's offended by shit. And they know that there's power involved in that, and they look for dumb white people to say dumb shit so they can get them fired. Well, from what I read, I was reading that a lot of the, the guys on the team thought it was handled internally, and, like, it was discussed, and everything was kind of like, whatever. But I guess he was still so fucking scared that somewhere, somehow, a video of this would get out. And like you said, you can edit that very easily to make it sound like he was just dropping N-bombs. Correct. Like, like, I can understand why he was scared shitless because everybody is. That's bullshit. Like, don't tell me how terrible a word is and then it's thrown around so flippantly everywhere and then a coach quotes a player's iPad. And I can understand where that happened. You're just reading it as you go. And, and you know, now, now, do you have to be smarter? Sure. Do you, should you look at that before you, you know, read it aloud? Or maybe not read it aloud oh. at all. This isn't 1980. Maybe. But, like, still, this should not end a dude's career. Well, that does happen, too. When you're reading something, like a rip and read kind of thing, and if you're not reading ahead, you're just going. Like, I remember I was in college at the time, and we were doing, like, fake radio shows, and I was reading some quote from someone. It was like, and then the cunt said, and <laughs> my teacher was like, get out. Like, she was so fucking but again, pissed. But that like, happens when I you're just read reading. ahead of time. Like, oh, shit. Like, you're just reading as you go. This is bullshit. And this is the kind of shit that scares the fuck out of people. And that's why a lot of people don't say shit anymore. Again, I'm not asking for permission to say the N-word. And that's why, like, this kind of argument would fail on the radio because they'd say, oh, just white guy looking yeah. for the excuse to say the N-word and be racist. It's not. But, like, eventually it's going to come back around on you. Like, it doesn't just go forever with, hey, dumb white coach says the N-word because he's quoting something he read on an iPad. Eventually, you're going to say something stupid whether you're black hispanic woman man whatever white black doesn't matter you're gonna say something stupid and that pendulum's gonna take your fucking ass out too and you're gonna really regret being so fake offended by a bunch of shit like that's just reality man
Like, what if you want to, like, we go back go back to Stern, right, who's like a god to all these Democrats now. Stern said the N-word so many fucking times on the radio. There's audio of it. It exists. That guy makes $100 million a year. Well, that's and this poor to... dipshit quotes some player's iPad, and he's so fucking scared that he has to quit? Right, because as far as we know, no one was actually offended by this. Like, this probably... They might have found it funny. Yeah, like this. I don't know. Didn't even have to be a story. Like it's only in the pug because he issued the statement. He's a pussy, but I don't blame him. I get it. Sure, but you're scared shitless, dude. Like I don't blame you. I mean, this could have happened, and then you could have all laughed about it, talked to your players, be like, "Hey, you guys know I didn't mean it," and then moved on. Because that's the sad thing is, you got to get out in front of it because if it gets out, then it looks worse. Like this guy shouldn't have fucking quit. This guy shouldn't have retired, resigned. Come on, man. Like, that sucks. You want to tell me that that's a word that shouldn't be said? Fine. But the fact that he's just going through some guy's iPad, and that's what the story will become, though. It, like, Because people can never just admit that it's fucked up that someone loses their job over this. So the goalposts will move, and it'll go from the fact that he said it to, why are you picking up that man's property? Yeah. Why are you reading his shit? Invasion like, everybody can move the fucking goalposts so much. It's out of control, man. Like, it's such bullshit. And that's why people are afraid of their own shadow and people are afraid to say shit on the radio. It's fucked up. It's bullshit. And still, we don't know what the word was, but let's assume it was the N word. Yeah, that's that's us assuming, but I can't imagine. Yes, I would think it is. Uh, So Uh, some breaking news here. Olivia Newton-John is dead. Here's You want to hear something really fucking weird? Yeah. So today was the 42nd anniversary of the release of Xanadu. Okay, the movie with Olivia Newton-John. I spent a pretty good amount of time on both Detroit and uh, Nashville talking about how obsessed I am with Olivia Newton-John and singing Xanadu and everything. I killed her. Now what do you do tomorrow? The same fucking thing (laughs) is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sing Xanadu again. Yep, she was 73, passed away this morning. Her husband confirms that she had breast cancer. Well, she did. I think people knew she had cancer. That sucks. She was such a hot piece, too, back in the 80s, 70s, and 80s. Kind of the whole breakdown of how I liked her better as Sandra D and not, you know, the whore at the end of Greece. Right, right, right. Boy, what? I think I well, killed her. I mean, her. now what are you going to talk about tomorrow? You I, really, I think you did. I think I killed her. Well, uh, let me tell you about 790. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> the A team. Let me break that down for you and see what happens. See what Boy. kind of magical powers I have. How about that? Uh, wow, though. Huh? Olivia Newton John, she gone. People are gonna think you did this tribute like because you knew. Because I like guys, I'm gonna I got I should just lie about it and say I did. Like guys, I did that yesterday because I'm friends with Olivia. Well, I was. She is dead. Um, yeah, she's a goner. But that is fucked up though to be like that. I spent like what are the odds of me spending that much time talking about Olivia Newton John? Yeah, right. And then Olivia Newton John dies like eight hours later. Well, when Bernie Mac died, I had a dream that Bernie Mac died the night before. Like, I woke up and I told my friend, I'm like, I had a dream Bernie Mac died. And then, like, an hour later, it's like, Bernie Mac is dead. I'm like, holy shit. At that point, you've got to start thinking that you've got some sort of power. Like, how? Because that's such a random dream and a random celebrity. <laughs> like, yes. And then, literally, like, an hour after I woke up, I'm like, huh. I, kill, I killed Bernie Mac. I'm telling you. You believe me? What a piece of shit I am. I'm sorry, Bernie and his family. I done went and killed him. All right, who do I need to tell them about, Jilly? Aqueduct Plumbing. Aqueduct Plumbing Company, Billy and his sister Mary, they are awesome. 281-488-6238. 281-488-6238. And you know what they do. They're in the plumbing business. Repipes, leak detection, camera inspection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters, tankless water heaters, water filters. They 
are awesome and we love them and we appreciate them for being part of the show for as long as they have been so uh look if you need any kind of plumbing work done in the houston area give them a buzz 281-488-6238 uh, of course you can get a, a, a free quote on repiping uh and all that so reach out to them aqueduct plumbing company 281-488-6238 aqueductplumbingcompany.com they're at your disposal now you know and uh, today there's no baseball of substance for us to watch. Nope. This is a like weird seven day. seven games total. It's a weird day. I don't know how to handle it. So I guess we'll see. Uh, I got that Lex Luger thing uh, that's recorded, but the sound was kind of going out on it. So I hope that's not, you know, the an actual thing. thing. Yeah, if so, then we don't have that to watch. But anyway, all right, we're getting out of here. We'll see you guys later.